Dear listeners, welcome to the podcast Traveling Voices, Traveling Noises, which accompanies the screening program Travel Apparatus, currently on view at the Zweise House in Vienna and curated by Enade Dias Rodriguez, Alexandra Grausam, Katja Stecher and myself, Aline Lenzhofer. The podcast gives a voice to artists of the program, includes statements and illustrative sound postcards. Thanks for tuning in for the first episode, Sounds to Communicate, with statements by Ra Elech, Anja Krautgasser, Carmen Stoyanov and a sound piece by Anna Raimondo. Sounds to communicate. Finding our lingua franca while traveling. The first episode of the podcast deals with language, speech and communication. Several videos of the screening program Travel Apparatus include conversations. Absurd ones or those which are very real. As we travel to other places, we articulate ourselves with words of a language that is often not our mother tongue. Languages, those we are able to speak and those we have no clue about, make up part of the sound environment while traveling. Sounds to Communicate deals with this auditive background. We will listen to different languages, English, German, Farsi, to dialogues, surreal yes and no answer games, to statements, and to a sound piece on the accurate English pronunciation, caught between ridicule and seriousness. In Carmen Stoyanov's video Invisible, dialogue and interactions play an important role. The artist documents an unusual view of the city, thanks to the people he got to know there. One of them is Taubi, who initiated Invisible Ljubljana, guided tours by people who have had experienced homelessness. I've asked the artist Carmen Stoyanov about the people he got in contact with at this new place and what they've shared. With who do you get in contact with at a new place and with who do you start a dialogue? At a new place, I try to have a dialogue with people that not only know good the place, but also have an unusual perspective, a specific knowledge and are emotionally connected to the place. Stories can make places special. The person you got to know uh, in Ljubljana is a quite eccentric guy who previously lived on the streets for a while. Your, your dialogue is part of your video Invisible. Well, what did you, did you learn from him or what, what did he teach you? One can learn different things from a person who lived many years on the street. In the case with Taubi, it was interesting to learn that living on the street was a decision from his side, not a necessity. It was a necessity for him to take this decision. After he knew very well, 
he did not want to live in the norm of the society. What role does the dialogue play in the film Invisible? The dialogue in the film is direct and indirect. The indirect one is more important. There are verbal statements which open spaces, followed by other statements which makes a curve or a sidewalk. The language is trying to break the surface of the visible. In which languages did you communicate and what was your reason to, to decide on these languages? Mostly we spoke English because both figures in the film spoke English very well. Some words and sentences we spoke in something like basic Slavic. This connected us in a different way. There is one moment in the film, in the room of Taubi, where he shows stuff. His room is extraordinary because it is in a perfect order and images and objects from his life are like exhibited. He comes to a bottle on his shelf. On the etiquette, the image of Tito is depicted. Then he takes the bottle and says a sentence. Until that moment he was speaking in English, but this sentence is in Yugoslavian, let's call it like that. This is uh, Yugoslav army. Uh, we call them Zastavnik. And bullet is original. Mm. Did you go to the army? No. Yes, for one week. <laughs> Then I said, hey, this is crazy. <laughs> this is not for me. Tito je gledal u zadnju. Jedan najvećih čoveka koji je rešio Jugoslavija. Jedan najvećih koji ga še zdaj pogrešam. Who is that guy? <laughs> Don Pirino. I said him once, if I didn't see this white hmm. under your neck, I don't believe you're a priest. And he said to me, look, if I talked with you like a priest, You never did this step. So he saved me. Through his encounter with Taubi, as well as another interview, Kamen Stoyanov approaches Ljubljana. How and with whom we communicate at the new destination influences what we see, influences our experiences there, our travel experiences. In his answer to the last question, the artist points out that they mostly communicated in English. Both interviews had a good command of English, and at some point, however, they switched to something that could be called basic Slavic. I found it quite interesting that this connected them in a different way. Juggling between languages is something we find as well in Ra'ele's work. The protagonists in Dear Sister speak usually in Farsi, 
but might mix it with some English words, as she points out. Let's listen to her statement and sound postcard. Hello there, my name is Ra. I am an artist based in Toronto and delighted to be screening my documentary Dear Sister as part of the Travel at Paradise exhibition at the Studio des Weise House in Vienna. Um, the film documents the reunion of my mother and her sisters who met in Istanbul after 27 years. My mother fled Iran during the Iran-Iraq war and until her um, untimely death in 2018 she had lived in exile and was separated from her family. Language plays an important role in this film. Uh, the sisters represent five generations of women whose mother tongue uh, is Farsi, a language which is spoken in Iran and other countries in West, um, South and Central Asia. A few of the sisters are able to speak English, but I conducted the interviews in Farsi because I wanted them to confidently um, articulate their experiences and I didn't want language to be a barrier for them. Instead, I wanted to uh, create a dialogical encounter where they can speak proficiently and freely as they shared their stories and memories. Making the documentary in Farsi um, can be seen as a bit of a resistive strategy to like a English language imperialism. It gives the subjects of the documentary power to speak in their native tongue while uh, positioning the English speaker um, to have to rely on the accuracy of the subtitles and kind of work twice as hard as they uh, split their attention between um, the image and the text. Um, through the sisters' uh, first-hand and very intimate accounts of their lives, we get access to you know, their trauma and their grief and and um, there were stories uh, with migration and the complexities of, you know, maintaining a relationship for nearly three decades um, by uh, through the telephone and, and by um, network technologies such as WhatsApp, Instagram, and um, Skype. Um, their experiences and, um, you know, a lot of the concepts that we, we um, kind of discussed in the documentary uh, really resonate with people across um, culture and language. The stories evoke pathos and uh, they have the potential to really humanize these Iranian women who are so often um, dehumanized in Western visual culture. My objective with this documentary was um, to introduce multiple narratives, not just a singular uh, narrative of the oppressed failed woman who has no voice and agency. We see that these women are quite expressive. They have their own opinions, um, which are often clashing. Um, we see the function of language and the formation of their self and, and ethnic identity. Um, how identity is constructed through language and how concepts such as freedom are defined and even uh, shift across cultures. There are several moments in the documentary that I think are very special and unique to an exile and immigre um, identity and it's when my mother is speaking in Farsi and would uh, forget a term and switch to English. Um, the shift really highlights her multicultural identity and the challenge of having to kind of navigate language between several languages. Although her primary language um, was always Farsi, we see a kind of 
momentary loss of language and it could be because at home um, we so often spoke Finglish which is this hybrid form of Farsi English and we kind of seamlessly oscillated between these two languages um, which for me was always kind of a symptom of this like hyphenated diasporic identity. In the following excerpts um, you're going to hear this one um, song that was uh, shared and sung with the sisters on a carriage ride um, in Princess Island. The second excerpt is really special because it's a letter written by one of the sisters um, who actually had a very hard time um, writing and reading and my mom helped her um, kind of develop uh, those skills and when my mom fled the country um, her very, you know, young sister at this at this point, I think she was nine or ten years old, um, wrote this beautifully written letter um, and sent it to my mom. So I hope you enjoy um, the the following excerpts and thanks for listening. خواهر عزیزم سلام سلام میکنم چرا که سلام سلامتی میاره سلام میکنم چرا که سلام آغاز هر کلامیست روبرو شدم با زندگی و نظام جدید که نظام قربیست کاری بست دشوار است که شما در پیش دارید دلم گرفته مخصوصا الان که دیگه خوشید خانم به ما سر نمیزنه و حالی از ما نمیپرسه که هم احوال ما و هم احوال آسمون بدجوری گرفته sound recording highlights language in relation to her film Dear Sister. In the film five sisters reunite in Istanbul after having seen each other for a long time. It tackles issues about having the power to speak one's own language, to identity construction through language or navigating between several languages as part of a migrant identity. While Ra makes us aware of the hybridity, the change and mix of languages, we now get to know more about Anja Krautgasser's video work and the surreal yes-no answer game the protagonist has to play. Glauben Sie, dass ein Interview einer Täuschung gleichkommt? Ja. Haben Sie das Gefühl, Sie brauchen klare Vorstellungen von einem Interview, um professionell zu wirken? Ja. Und sind Sie sich bewusst, dass Ihre Aussagen von mir jederzeit manipuliert werden können? 
Ja. Sind Sie sich über Ihre Prinzipien im Klaren? Ja. Und Sie wirken nicht zu naiv? In all my works um, I use reference material from other film classics which inspire me. So in this case in the film Waldszenen or the uh, English title Scenes from a Forest um, one reference is uh, an interview scene out from the movie One by One Sympathy for the Devil by Jean-Luc Godard. The scene itself is called All About Eve and it's an interview where you see a, a woman with a, an old uh, phone um, walking through the, the woods having an interview with a, with a reporter uh, who asks her personal things but also political questions like he wants her opinion on different things of yeah, all day life attitudes and it seems that she's not interested in, in it really so it seems that she has actually no opinion on different things he uh, is asking her so um, the only things she answers is yes or no uh, but nothing else so you have the feeling she's not interested in, in not only in the questions but also uh, in the things um, she was asked and in my film I wanted to put a woman uh, of course with her own opinion so the person in my film uh, is called Alva and it seems she has an opinion on political things, on social problems and critical attitudes of, of uh, our society. Also, she uh, answers with yes and no. The situation is, is another one. The, the behavior of, of Alva is much more independent and self-determined comparing to, to Eve, which is a name of the original, of, of the person in the original scene. So um, the situation itself, of course, is, is odd in a way, because the answers are actually give no, no information about details. But um, the, the interesting thing is, in the first case of Godard's movie, is that the, the, the journalist, uh, already tries to put the answers in the questions. So the way he, he um, asks the questions is that actually you are only able to answer with yes and no. And within the question there is a lot of interesting material. So the, the whole output actually of, of the situation of the scene is coming from the questions. Uh, and it's it's a lot about um, representatives of minorities, for example. He, he calls persons or he, he uh, responds on persons like Leroy Jones, Jessius Clay, Malcolm X. So it's, it's, it's a movie from the 60s and, and it's a lot of, of black power and the civil rights activism at that time. I, of course, tried to put it in, in our time, like uh, our situation now in, the, in our society. And um, in, in 
comparison to to Godard, I use of course. I think it's it's obvious to use women and female uh, activists, and um, so I use of course the the inspiration and the the setting and the the odd situation of an interview in in a forest, and I'm I'm referring on on this uh, scene from from Symphony of the Devil, but um, yeah, I try to put it in in our time. And yeah, I think also it opens a lot of questions. I like to to put the focus or to to give the focus to the audience and to to find out their their own uh, definition and and their own inspiration of of the scene. Ignoriert Europa seine politische Verantwortung im arabischen Raum? Ja. Fehlt in Europa der politische Wille, um sozioökonomische Missstände zu beseitigen? Ja. Kann man heute noch revolutionär werden? Nein. Wird sich in Zukunft auf dem politischen Parkett etwas ändern? From this surreal yes-no answer game and Anja Krautgasser's statement to a course of English phonetics. Personally, when, I, when speaking English, I often try to speak proper English, a term, by the way, I find really problematic and which doesn't make any sense. With some words, it works. In other cases, I fail. But especially then, I realized that it's not that important to use the most accurate pronunciation, but to, to understand and to make yourself understood. In her sound piece, Me, My English and All the Languages of My Life, Anna Raimondo reflects on the different languages she speaks while attending a phonetic course for British English. In a mix of humor and seriousness, she lets us think about our own accents and brings us back to the topic of identity construction through language that Ra Elech mentioned earlier on. For the sound work, Anna Raimondo has received the Palma Ars Acoustica in 2016. Let's listen to a fragment of her piece produced by Atelier de Création Sonore et Radiophonique and ABCRN's Creative Audio Unit. If you're interested in the full version, you may find it on Anna Raimondo's website. Me, 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 me. Now, round it more, make it doughy. Me, me. No, no, me, mm. okay? Take it away from being the nasal and give it more air and more space at the back. Put it back a little bit here. Me, me. Me. Mm. Mm. E. 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 Yes. Oh. E. Oh. Me. Oh. Me. I. Oh. I. Yeah, then you drop me. down the palate. Me. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're breathing a bouquet of flowers. Me. Me. Yes. I <laughs> Okay. So, my. My. Ma. 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 Mamma mia. Mamma. My. My. my, yes, my, yes, my, yes. my, yeah, wow, shh, shh, li, shh, gule de, gule shh, 
English. 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 No, here I cannot. In, I got it. Yeah, in. Like, put it in your mouth and enjoy the NG. English. Yes, but not sh. Lish, le, sh. Like this. English. In, English. No. Yeah, nearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like English. English. Can you do a white noise sound? Yes. That's how it is. English. Okay. English. Yes. English. No. Yes. Ah, yes? Better. Yeah. English. Yes. English. Okay. Yes. English. Yes. English. <laughs> okay. So it's me, me, my English, and all the languages. All. Yes. All. Yes. All. Okay. Yes. Me, my English, and all the languages, the languages of. 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 Me, my English, and all, all open your mouth. Okay. Me, my English, and all the languages of my life. Ho 34 anni e quattro lingue mi abitano. Italian. E il mio accento napoletano. Neapolitan accent si attacca a tutte le parole che pronuncio, in tutte le lingue che parlo. È la mia appartenenza. My accent, la mia identità. Is part of my identity. What would happen if the same voice did change accent? Thanks. No I normally dream in Italian, svegliarsi in francese, wake up speaking in French, and during the day I also work in Spanish and English. Zuppa di lingua. Every day I feel immersed and swim around in a soup of languages. This podcast accompanies the screening program Travel Apparatus, currently on view at the Weisse House. Every Thursday from 12 to 9 p.m. you can travel with video works to 34 different destinations. Special thanks to Anna Raimondo for letting us share a fragment of her sound piece Me, My English and All the Languages of My Life. Many thanks to the artists 
Raelech, Anja Krautgasser and Carmen Stoyanov for participating, sharing the voices and let us once again travel. Thanks to my colleagues Enade Dios Rodriguez, Katja Stecher and Alexandra Grausam. And thank you for listening. I hope you will be back when episode 2 of Traveling Voices, Traveling Noises will go online. Mm-hmm.